What's going on, family? TGIF. Thank God it's Friday and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. What a week. There's so much to get into. And uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction. It really does mean a lot. So whether you're connected to us on the socials at The Faction Show or if you're connected to us by way of podcast, or if you're in that wonderful cross-section who does both, thank you so much. It really does mean the entire world to us. It really, really does. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast today by clicking on that subscribe button wherever it is that you're joining us. And if you're not already following us, please do so at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So I've got a lot of news to get into and we're going to hit as much of it as we can as there's been a lot going on over the last couple of days really quickly i want to hit on the ratings for raw nxt and dynamite this week before i do that i want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in to our two-day recap of all things nwa 73 weekend from nwa empower to nwa 73 we really really appreciate that and i think you guys are really enjoying when we have these weekends with multiple events that we're getting you know all sorts of longer recaps on them split out over day. So hope you guys are enjoying that. And speaking of big wrestling weekends, this is going to be a very big wrestling weekend with All Out from AEW happening. There's also a big event happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. And some cool things happened here last night and are happening tonight. So I'll get into all of that in just a little bit. But back to the ratings. We're going to talk ratings on Raw NXT and AEW. Monday night's ratings this week brought in an average viewership of 1.907 million viewers over the three-hour show. That's down roughly 7.7% from last week, a total loss of 160,000 viewers. Now, there wasn't a whole lot that was super memorable that happened on Raw, except for the match between Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair that had everybody talking because it was very, very clear that there were some real tension, that there were some real blows, and from all of the words from the producers and everyone that was there, what you saw is what you got. Something happened in there that triggered something for both women, and it got spicy. If you missed it, it's worth going back and watching Raw. I'll be completely honest and say I don't know if WWE will redact uh, any of that footage. So if you have it on demand or you're able to watch the show as it happened, I would suggest that you do that because it might get whitewashed, it might get changed, blah, blah, blah. But if you see it as it happened, it was stiff. It was wild. And I'll just tell you this right now. The person you don't want to get into a tift with is Nia Jax. Like real talk. So shout out to both of them for finding a way to be professional enough to end the match. But wow, 
That was an encounter that you don't see every day. So that's a look at Raw. NXT is in the news. I'm going to save my NXT commentary for just a little bit. So let's skip to AEW Dynamite. Dynamite brought in 1.047 million viewers this week, which is down from last week's 1.172 million viewers. Not terribly surprising. Last week, of course, was the debut of CM Punk for AEW Dynamite. So there was obviously a lot of visibility there. Of course, this week is starting the go-home shows for Chicago. It's actually a full week of shows for AEW in Chicago. Of course, it started with Dynamite Wednesday night. Tonight will be Rampage. And then, of course, Sunday All Out. All from the same building, the Now Arena there in Chicago. With that said, I'm just going to throw this out there. And we'll do with it what we will. I think it's a smart move, obviously, for AEW to try to capitalize on the amazing feel-good moment that we got from the debut of CM Punk on AEW Rampage. And I think there has been this thought that we're going to get those repeated shots and views. And I'll say this, he actually alluded to the fact that there might be some people that are starting to get tired of it. I won't say that I'm starting to get tired of it, but I will say that AEW is going to have to figure out how not to look for the exact same reaction in the same way over and over and over again. Now, some things were definitely done different this time. Granted, you had the same way in terms of him kind of milking the crowd, et cetera, et cetera. But to actually start to see some physical interaction happen was different. To see Sting and Darby Allen come out, out to the ring was also different. And then the once-in-a-lifetime moment that we thought we'd never see, Sting and CM Punk standing in the same ring, two different generations whose paths never crossed in the wrestling business until now. And I think that is where there's going to be a lot, and I do mean a lot of momentum for AEW around CM Punk. With CM Punk and AEW, you actually have something that you don't get very often in wrestling anymore. The opportunity for first time ever situations, like we'll see on Sunday, the first time ever between CM Punk and Darby Allin. And the cool thing about AEW is there are enough people there to have first time ever matches which is going to be incredible so I think AEW has a ton of momentum that they are riding on that they're going to be able to leverage correctly and I think this upcoming pay-per-view for them all out could be the biggest pay-per-view they've ever done in terms of buy rate in terms of results you got Chris Jericho putting his career on the line in the same night that CM Punk makes his in-ring wrestling return and the same night that you've got Kenny Omega and Christian Cage for the AEW world title in the same night that you've got the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers in a cage match for the titles yeah you get what I'm saying it's a massive night for AEW and so I'm certain that in Chicago this whole thing's going to be done incredibly well so if you haven't done so already you can check out AEW All Out on pay-per-view on the BR Live app in the States 
internationally, you can check it out on Fight TV. And I think we'll all be talking about it come Monday morning for sure. So that's on the AEW side of things. Now then, let's get into this NXT conversation because I know a lot of people are talking about NXT. In fact, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about NXT. We'll talk about a historic move that happened last night and a very sad move that has happened in the world of pro wrestling right after this. Attention wrestling fans, join us for SHW 31, Friday, September 3rd at the Action Building in Ken, Georgia. The final stop before our anniversary show, Still Here 3. The SHW title will be on the line as David Ali defends against the winner of the 2021 Rumble Jack, Austin Towers. Gunnar Miller faces his largest challenge yet as he goes one-on-one with Lethal Poison's hired gun, Cheater. Former members of the Honor Society clash as Jordan Kingsley takes on Cyrus the Destroyer. Two of the Southeast's brightest stars collide as AC Mack faces the heathen Logan Creed. Plus, the Petty Party returns with a self-proclaimed tag team championship celebration hosted by Ashton Starr and Zicky Dice. Also in action, technical excellence, Rekka Tahaka, Joe Black, Owen Knight, All-Star Special and more. Trust us, you don't want to miss this show. Tickets on sale starting at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7. Bell time at 8. SHW. This is our Okay, guys, so in case you didn't hear, tonight's the night. SHW 31 is going down. Really excited about it. It's our last show before our anniversary show in October. It should be incredible. Headlined by a big title match as David Ali defends the SHW championship against his former ally, now turned foe, Austin Towers. And speaking of David Ali and Austin Towers, they, along with a number of incredible SHW talent, were featured in the launch of a brand new promotion last night here in Atlanta. It's called Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. It is put together by Dave Marquez, who was at one time uh, one of the front men for NWA. You saw him regularly on NWA Power doing the interviews. He also did a lot of production for the NWA. He has since started the United Wrestling Network and now is doing a, a series of championship wrestling from varying places, such as championship wrestling in Tampa Bay, in Hollywood, in Memphis, in Arizona, now here in Atlanta. It was recorded at the historic Center Stage Arena, which was the longtime home for WCW, recently has become Atlanta's home for Ring of Honor and NXT. It's been a great wrestling venue. And so I want to congratulate the folks at uh, Championship Wrestling from Atlanta who brought together a lot of talent from Georgia, Atlanta, and the surrounding areas. It was a taping of four shows, so it was a little lengthy, I will say that. But I do think it is always great when new wrestling promotions and new wrestling brands can survive. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The health of the wrestling business depends heavily not on the strength solely of one or two promotions, but you need the strength of the independent promotions as well, because where else will all of these wrestlers have an opportunity to apply their craft? No matter who you like, they all can't appear on on AEW or WWE or Impact or Ring of Honor. There needs to be multiple places for them to be able to apply their crafts. And the way in which things are working now in the world of wrestling, 
pretty much every organization with the exception of the WWE is also giving you the opportunity to work in the independence. So it is very possible to be in the world of the independence and battle named talent that you see on national and international television. For instance, last night as one of the main events, we saw Jonathan Gresham, the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, take on Mike Bennett, who wore a Ring of Honor t-shirt. It was kind of a Ring of Honor battle at Championship Wrestling from Atlanta, right? Pretty neat. We also saw some former WWE talent, the team formerly known as the Ascension, now known as the Awakening. They got a cool tag title shot against a team of Danny Limelight and Slice Boogie. Slice Boogie, you've seen in the NWA. Danny Limelight, you've seen in AEW. They're actually the UWN World Tag Team Champions. So again, a lot of things. I won't give everything away from the tapings, but I will say by and large it was a good night of wrestling to be completely honest I do think my own personal opinion Thursday nights are a tough night for pro wrestling particularly if you're interested in having children there who have to go to school the next day with that said if you are going to do it on a weekday I think the wisdom says that you either limit the tapings to three hours or you start it earlier it started around 7 30 which is not a bad bell time but you can't keep people there till 11 30 just my own personal opinion not on a Thursday night maybe a Friday night maybe a Saturday night, not a Thursday night. With that said, I don't want to rain on the parade of championship wrestling from Atlanta at all. Like I said, and I meant it, it's great when multiple promotions are there. And it's funny because there were a number of SHW talent that was there. There were a number of folks from the wrestling community that were in attendance. So it made for a really good night. So congratulations to our friends at Championship Wrestling from Atlanta, and we'll be keeping you posted on that. Now, I promise to talk about NXT, and I'm going to do that because there's been a lot of news about NXT. It really started about two weeks ago when an interview surfaced from Nick Khan, which we aired portions of it here on The Faction, and that interview told the world that there would be some major changes happening to NXT. Last Friday, we started to see some of that as the new logo was revealed on SmackDown, a very colorful logo that has had all sorts of people talking. The interview from Nick Khan alluded to the fact that they really were no longer interested in hiring wrestlers from the independent circuit, but they wanted to make NXT a place that would make it quote-unquote easy for people to move from NXT into Raw or SmackDown. So the prevailing thought on the streets is that NXT would return from being a third brand, a viable third brand, to a developmental brand. What would that mean for the talent there? Well, Earlier this week, the hashtag RIP NXT was trending significantly on Twitter with the news that Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard will be handling production for NXT. So, the word on the street is Triple H, Shawn Michaels, William Regal, and Matt Bloom will run the brand daily. However, Vince and Bruce Prichard are now in charge of the television product, and Kevin Dunn is involved and is behind the new logo. So, a lot of people are very concerned because these are the same names that are behind the product we see on Raw and SmackDown. Now, 
I made my argument about this about a week or so ago that if indeed the idea is that NXT is to prepare people for appearances on Raw and SmackDown, we have argued regularly that most of the people go who go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown do not find success. There are more people in the minority who have found success in those brands from coming from NXT than who haven't. So the real question then is what's up with the system? Now where that concerns most of us as fans is NXT became the brand known for pro wrestling, not for sports entertainment. But when you put Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, Kevin Dunn, all of the people whose works we have seen, it has given great cause for a lot of concern in NXT. I will say this, I still wanna hold out hope to see what the product is gonna look like in two weeks. And the reason I say that is a lot of times we as wrestling fans aren't necessarily fans of change, right? And so because we don't like change, we'll murder it before we ever see it. I wanna see it first. So I am holding out my opinion and I know that's not popular in some circles. And a lot of you were very vocal on our post about it on the socials earlier this week. And I, I accept and appreciate every one of those opinions. The only thing I'm going to say is I want to wait to see what happens. I really do. In my own mind, I just can't see them completely wiping the entire slate of NXT clean. But then again, they could. It's very possible. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to watch and see. I am also thinking about this too. Because NXT is a different product or has been a different product than what WWE uh, has been putting out with Raw or SmackDown, which in my mind, the diversity is good for the overall global brand. What's problematic to me is if they go back to the previous format that they had for NXT, well, first and foremost, that format wasn't very attractive to a large network like USA. So what happens to the NXT deal if NXT starts pulling in less ratings than they're pulling in now? Let's remember the decision to move from Wednesday nights to Tuesday nights was because of the low ratings going head to head with AEW. Well, the ratings haven't significantly increased since then. And if you're going to dilute the product, you have the potential to make the ratings worse. So I'm interested to see. I don't know what they're going to add to the product that will make it better, but we will see. And a lot of people are asking, what does Triple H do right now? You go from really developing the TV portion of this and really running this brand to now having Vince McMahon directly involved in the brand. I don't know how I feel about that. Bruce Pritchard now running all three brands. I don't know how I feel about that. If I'm Triple H and I'm not telling anybody what to do, but if I'm Triple H, I'm going to go bet on myself finally. He has all of the connections. He has all of the ability to make deals. He has all of the relationships. He could easily create another brand or as we talked about in our personal group chat, what if he bought Impact or Ring of Honor? You want to talk about something that could be crazy. He could do some incredible things with that, or he could launch his own brand. Either of those moves, I think, would be incredible. So 
We'll wait to see, but we don't have long to wait now because this coming Tuesday is the final episode of NXT uh, with that branding as we know it. Following that, we'll have NXT returning to its live format with a new logo. And right now, the only thing that we know that will happen is the wedding of Index. So this should be really interesting. Again, it is the first wedding in NXT history. Do with that what you will. Before we go, we have some very sad news to report, and we broke the news on our socials yesterday. The passing of Shannon Spruill, also known as Daphne Unger. Uh, it was first announced by the folks at Shimmer, and then her mom went and posted something as well on the socials. Very sad situation, considering that the night before her passing, she was on Instagram Live in a just bad state. You know, uh, she had a gun. She talked about how her brain uh, could not be researched for CTE until after she died. And so she was interested in her brain being sent to Boston. A number of people from the wrestling community and the like reached out to her. All of the calls went to voicemail. It is assumed how she may have passed, but no official cause has been given. If you're unfamiliar with Daphne, Daphne, in the height of her wrestling career, was in WCW from 1999 to 2001 and appeared in TNA from 2008 to 2011. Did some work with Mick Foley, did some work with a number of other really amazing wrestlers. And it's a sad, sad state of affairs. She was only the second woman to ever hold the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. And with her signature scream and ever-changing style, she became a mainstay of the independent scene for more than two decades. It is a sad, sad space. And so what I will say to everyone, wrestling fans or not, listen, the world is tough. It is very, very tough. And a lot of people are going through a lot of things. We've talked about this before here on the show about the impact of CTE and the impact really that mental health has in the wrestling business. What I don't think people understand is for everyone who wants to use the F word surrounding our business, you don't understand how very real it is. You don't understand the mental anguish, the physical anguish that wrestlers put themselves through on a daily basis to bring a degree of entertainment and escapism to fans. And many fans can be cruel over time. You know, it was last year in May during the pandemic that we lost an amazing talent in Japan, her name was Hana Kimura. She was like 21 or 22 years old and was being bullied on social media and chose to end her life. I think we have to understand that the pandemic and a lot of things that have been going on have only added pressure to people's worlds. People are trying to figure out how to eat. People are trying to figure out how to survive. Some, of course, lost their jobs. Some are dealing with all sorts of things, natural disasters. You know, Hurricane Ida swept through Louisiana, but then packed an incredible punch on the Northeast this week. There's just been a lot that's been going on, and people have been trying to figure out how to deal with it. And listen, you need help. We all need help. So I want to suggest that you be open to finding someone to talk to. If it's a friend, 
a loved one, a licensed therapist, a counselor, whomever, find someone to talk to. And if you can't find anybody, make sure you call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. That's if you're struggling. On the other side of it, I think we have a responsibility to the people in our lives to check on them regularly. Don't just wait for them to say that something is wrong. Check on them regularly so that you can notice if the light in their eyes is gone. You can notice if their language changes. This stuff is important and here's why. Because when someone's gone, when we lose them from the earth, we don't get them back. We're just left with memories. We're left hopefully with photos and videos, but we don't get the opportunity to create new memories. And it is a horrible thing to have to endure that when perhaps it could have been prevented if we were present. So I wanna suggest to you today to be present with the people in your world because you just don't know how checking on someone, how complimenting someone, how being present and being there can literally change their lives. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Shannon Spruill, also known as Daphne Unger, only 46 years old. Such a sad, sad story. With that said, we hope to hear from you really, really soon on the socials at The Faction Show. We hope that you spend some time with your family this weekend. There's a lot of wrestling for you to enjoy. There's SmackDown tonight. If you're here in Atlanta, there's SHW 31 tonight. There's AEW Rampage tonight. Over the weekend, you've got some big events happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling and, of course, All Out happening this Sunday. A lot of wrestling, a lot of opportunity for entertainment, but really take the time to love on each other. Call somebody, FaceTime somebody, shoot them a text. Do something to be present in their world. Let's not lose anyone else because of suicide. With that said, my name is Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I need my pain.